Is this seven right. episode fish burned like Larry? You'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Lawrence. Not Lawrence, Larry. Lawrence? Who's Larry? Who's Larry Fishburne? <laughs> Larry is the Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Playhouse era Lawrence Fishburne. Cameron says a, a funny story about the first time he met Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> he called him Larry and almost had to fight him. Oh, no. <laughs> Jazz is the Al Green of D&D. He had the vapors from time to time. The vapors. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast that promises it has learned its lesson about subtlety and dick puns. My name's Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and host of pre, mid, and post-show announcements, at least until I pull a Jason Gordon-Levitt and relocate the whole family to New Zealand to get the heck away from COVID. I mean, I know, theoretically, I could still produce the podcast there, but... New Zealand immigration law now requires all new podcasts to produce at least one year of Lord of the Rings content. And I mean, at that point, we are so far away from the main narrative. It's hard for me to keep track of it from week to week. I don't know if the guys would be available with the scheduling and the time zone difference. I really, at that point, I think we just have to call it. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. We sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedules. And we want to send a special thank you to our patrons whose investment helps us improve the show and offer even more content. Be sure to hang out after the episode to find out exactly what rewards they're getting besides the very well justified feeling of moral superiority. Real quick, before we get into the episode, gang, Delta is real. We all are going to have to do our part for this, which means if you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you do go out, wear a mask. Science isn't controversial. It doesn't take much to be a better hero than the party of five. Here's your chance. Quick reminder that Gimme the Loot is not a family-friendly podcast due to a mix of profanity, fantasy violence, and gore and crude humor. Any specific content warnings will be listed in the show notes below. Okay, that'll do it. Let's get into the episode with Harland as Todd the Tiefling, Andrew as Moyle Mossberg, Jamie as Eldrin Thaneros, Jazz as Fate of Noark, and Anthony as Baba Tunde as they pick back up on their quest into the Southern Fens to find Moyle's stabilizing element. All right, so you guys now having a clue of at least where to start on your, your road trip inward are able to maneuver the Winnemajo over to the on-ramp for Highway 2 deep into the eastern reaches of the Southern Fens. You don't get hassled at all. You guys are the only residential, question mark, vehicle that is is moving on the highway. You see some tanker trucks continuing to come westward from the, the Fen and to head over to the fuel depots. Zadzum actually actually gets on to and starts heading east. As you guys pass through the turnpike gates, some of the mercantile guild guys eye you a little bit and one of them starts to step out like he's going to stop you and ask you questions, but you see another guy kind of stick his arm in front of him and shake his head and whisper something into his ear and he kind of raises his eyebrows and takes a step back. So you guys are allowed onto it, no problem, and you start heading east. And as you do, 
the tracker for Moyle's pentahedron stabilizer zooms in a little bit more on the globe and pivots up towards the top so you can see the landscape moving forward that would indicate that you guys are, are on the right track. You drive for about three hours. It's getting close to midday. Your stomachs are starting to rumble a little bit. And it's, it's pretty boring. You, you'll, see, you'll see a river cutting across like a heavy marsh. You'll pass over a large lake. There'll be some heavier willow and cypress forest that gets really thick and it's hard to see through. There's giant swaths of pine forest from time to time. But for the most part, it's very, very green, very, very wet, and very, very boring. Who's driving the Winnemajo right now? Me. Moore doesn't drive the Winnemajo. I think we decided... Uh, I, I think it should be me. Yeah, I'll try. Okay. So uh, as you're driving along, Eldrin, it's been, you know, a good hour since you guys have seen anybody on the road. And like I said, it's tend to be midday. Where, where is everybody else in the window, Major? Just real quick, just to orient everybody for me. I'm at the uh, kitchen uh, desk area. I'm in the cargo hold practicing. Okay. I'm taking a nap. I'm taking a nap. Okay. I'm in the kitchen but I'm just in there kind of chilling, maybe doing some light snacking, but studying for the most part. So as you're driving Eldrin, you hear just a, a low rumble and you're like, oh God, my stomach. I, uh, whew, I didn't realize I was that hungry. And then it starts to come on again. And you're like, are you hearing something? And it just in the distance, you can almost faintly hear ding, 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 like this low rhythmic beat over and over again, oh, no. starting to get a little bit louder and a little bit louder. Everybody roll perception checks for me real quick. Moyle rolls a 24. I rolled a nice seven. Crit, 26. Fate rolled a 10. It starts to click for everybody who rolled a 10 or higher. Everyone except for me and Baba. So you're asleep, Todd, we established. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Baba, you're very focused on the news that you've gotten about what happened. This was a mystery that was solved for you. You wondered why you were seeing your sister's spirit. And that question has been answered, but it's been answered in the worst way possible. You know that there's more than your sister now. One thing nags at you, you're tribe has never had an issue with disease. Your clerics and, and shamans and, and doctors are known for being able to take the bounty that the Verdant has to offer and craft a variety of, of cure-alls. That's why the Mercantile Guild is so interested in that area for that particular resource. You've never heard of an affliction taking a huge toll on a, a one of the clans, let alone an entire clan. And just that, just that won't go away from the back of your head. When you start to hear it too, that ding, 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 ding. You guys start to realize you are hearing the sound of war drums coming up behind you, blasting through almost a metallic sounding amplifier. And then you start to hear the low rumble. Eldrin, you glance over in the side mirror of the Winnemajo and you can see blazing up behind you up some reed ramps that had been placed to the side of the elevated highway. You at first, you're like, are those horses? You're not exactly sure what they are, but then you realize that somebody has taken the mechanical self-driving vehicles that the, the stilt dwarves use and crafted smaller personal craft out of it, like, like metal, little metal horses, except they have wheels. I mean, you've seen a bicycle before, not a whole lot of them, but you, you saw them in Taliesin. But these look like those, except they have giant engines on them. And on the front of me, each one of them has a large alligator skull and then two big handlebars coming out from that alligator skull. And on the back of each one of them is a hulking lizard folk tattooed and pierced. And they come streaming up these ramps and surround 
and kind of form this spear point around the Winnemago and then slow down to kind of encircle a little bit. And then you guys hear the louder rumble and you kind of look out the side window and you see three other larger vehicles come rumbling up the, the ramps onto it and you are now being pursued. Quick question. Yep. Did Ognum ever show us the weapons on this thing? Like, did we ever ask him about this? <laughs> I asked many times. <laughs> you guys established that the Winamajo doesn't have any weapons. Okay. You do know that the Winamajo has a help function that you guys have never used before. There is a button to call Ognum and ask questions about it. Ognum Star? Ognum Star. Ogstar. Ogstar. It's Ogstar. The Winamajo has Ogstar. That was a collaborative effort. Come yes, on. it was. Yes. It's a team effort. It's all about the team effort. So... <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to roll initiative yet, Eldrin, because uh, you've got the opportunity to give the team a heads up and then we will roll initiative. Yeah. One piece setting that I really didn't establish. So you guys are used to seeing the magical vehicles that you saw at the waypoint. Most of the, the self-driven carriages that are engineered in Dewark are magically driven. The ones that you encountered in Nashtow seem to operate completely differently. There wasn't the, the the slight hum of the catapult spell, which is used to drive the magical engines. It has a, just a unique kind of uh, almost electrical vehicle sound to it. The vehicles that were being driven around Nash Tower rumbled and and smoked and churned like primitive combustion engine vehicles. What you what you're surrounded by now are six lizard people on motorcycles that look like they have a combination of parts that have been cobbled together from those Nash Tower fuel burning vehicles and uh, turtle shell hubcaps and big vines wrapped around where the seat would be. And like I said, the big crocodile heads. There are four larger vehicles now that have popped up in pursuit. Two of them have blades on the front of it and guys clinging to the side. A third appears to have some kind of giant claw hanging off the back of it on a chain and has more of like a finny fish motif to it with like a ridge going down the middle. And then behind it is this massive beast. It's not a dragon skull, but it is a giant lizard skull with a top and lower jaw that's mounted on the front of it. And you can occasionally see that jaw open up and clamp down and snap. And it's got like a stone on a chain wrecking ball hanging from the back of it. And on top of that, you can see a massive lizard man wielding a trident, urging his his troops onward to surround and take you guys out. Is this a lizard wizard? No, it is not a lizard wizard. There are different types of lizard people, and one of them might be able to cast spells, but they're not the lizard wizards. Eldrin, what's what's your move? Uh, I'm gonna give you one round to do something before we roll initiative. Do we have like an intercom system on this thing? Would it, would everyone be able to hear me if I shouted to the back of the Winnemago? It's an RV. It's a you know it's a 30 foot deal. You could yell back. All right. So I'm gonna yell back. We have some incoming uh, attackers. Um, first, can we can we turn on our our yes. <laughs> our pentahedron uh, ability to communicate, uh, and then we 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 have to get ready for battle here because they're coming up up on us pretty fast. Didn't we have a cannon? Nope. I mean, we decided not to get it. Was that what happened? No, <laughs> we never got a cannon. No. Asked for weapons many times. <laughs> There's no cannon. Yes. You guys never go to Kenny. And Ognum said he would work on it for you, but this was their this was their recreational vehicle. Was there a hatch hole? Yes, you do know from this time that you've spent in it, and because Moyle is both fond of smogging out and hotboxing with Asgas, the cab of the car. <laughs> Bingo. Very Moyle-esque. There is a hatch in the in the driver's compartment that you can pop on. Dragonborn gas smells like rotten eggs, by the way. Yeah, there's a hatch in the Winamajo. 
that you guys can pop open and get on the the roof. And the Winter Major does have like a little low railing that's about a foot high at the top of it. So the way that this encounter is going to work when we've got initiative, somebody's going to have to drive the Winter Major. I would recommend that you engage Ogstar because there, there is some additional functionality there. Yeah. The rest of you can then climb onto the top of the Winamajo and engage the lizard folk. The road ahead, Eldrin, you can see begins to split and fork. You guys have gotten through the empty portion of the fence and are starting to get to kind of a, a junction area. And so you can see the road forking several times in front of you where it will fork off and the right fork will go down lower and then split to the left and right, like an almost like an off ramp to an access road but then it dips back up and merges. So one person's going to have to be the driver. And there's going to be a decision that has to be made by that driver at the start of each round that will have consequences for the round. The motorcycles are clearly faster than you guys. The two dune buggy size vehicles appear to be a little bit faster than the Winamajo. And the bigger vehicles seem to be as fast as the Winamajo. Like once they get up that ramp, they don't appear to be gaining speed on you as you guys go down. There are going to be things that happen uh, that may or may not impact the speed of the Wind of Major, which will allow the people that are chasing you to close on you. So you need to be conscious of that. If you guys need to swap out drivers, you can. I will let somebody swap out as a driver as a free action as long as they're next to where the Wind of Major is being driven, which is why I would suggest you engage with Ogstar. And that will kind of bring us to where we're at. So everybody go ahead and roll initiative. So we're going to roll, I'm going to roll for them in three groups, little guys, medium guys, and big guy, and then we'll kind of resolve that way. I'm just going to say, I don't think that I should be driving. <laughs> I know, I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to try to switch out with you. Can, can I roll my window down while I drive? Like, because I, I can shoot my crossbow with one hand. Engage Ogstar. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, you do that. Well, we, I mean, we got initiative to get through, so... Yeah. Well, we don't know. We It could be them shooting us three times first before. Correct. Could be. Looks like Eldrin, Moyle. Eldrin, Todd, Moyle, Fate, Bobble. Anthony, you rolled a two? Did he? <laughs> Goes well for these rolls today. That's our tank. That's our tank. <laughs> All right, there's some other things to consider, guys. We'll real, get into this real quick because you've never been in vehicular combat before, and this applies both to the Winamajo and to these vehicles. There is a damage threshold, which means there's a certain amount of damage you have to do more than to even be able to affect it. So, like, if you shoot something at these guys and you do two points of damage, it just bounces off harmlessly. That's the bad news. The good news is there's also a mishap threshold. If you dig, do a big enough womp, they have to roll on a table, as do you, to potentially cause their vehicles to go out of control. As long as you stay on the elevated highway, the only issues your driver is going to have to come up with is what turn do they make at the, the start of each round. If you decide to speed this thing off the elevated highway and land in the swamp and try and off-road it through the swamp, we'll deal with the fall first, but then there are other, there are other things going on down in the swamp that you'll have to be, to be cautious of. So um, let's roll for the lizard people real quick. Come on, garbage. <laughs> so we're going to do the motorcycles first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, not one. Yeah. Then we got, oh my God, <laughs> the medium guys get a four and the big beastie Ooh. Ooh. gets a 16. So they're far away. They can't reach us, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to check some ranges real quick. All right. So the big beastie goes first. 
Oh, wait, so the lizard, they're last, right? Minus the big dude. Yeah, the big boss guy, the big uh, bohunking thing. Now, he can't advance on you currently, so it's actually better if he goes first. Mm-hmm. And you guys are uh, about 130 feet ahead of him, so no, you are out of range of uh, any of its weapons and anything else that it may have going on. So that it just continues to pursue at this turn. You know, it cheers a little bit loudly. A lizard man crawls out to the front and pulls out a bagpipe and starts to play some bagpipes that flames shoot out of. But otherwise, that's his turn. (laughs) (laughs) Flame bagpiper. Zads him for real, huh? The motorcycle guys, Motherland, Primo, (gasps) Choo Choo, Kid, (laughs) Stuntman, and Dog all rolled a one. (laughs) I don't get that reference. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I love you, Turner. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, kid, and thus fish burned. Now you get why it's called fish burned. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I appreciate all of this. Uh, <laughs> the boss is called Smoke. The medium vehicles are Kid Chaos, <laughs> Tina, Queenie, Wood, Philly, Anita, Flip, TJ, Soul Train, Half and half, Donnie and Reggie are on the medium vehicles, and then Smoke, Stephanie, Irwin, Gina, Craig, Michael, and Slick Will are all on the big vehicle. Oh, Turner, you're not supposed to make me root for the good bad guys. What is the reference? <laughs> this biker boys. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. That is both the cast. Writer, producers, and directors, because I had to go deep enough to go into the writing and directing staff to name all these lizard people, because they're a lot of lizard people. Biker Boys? Oh my God, I have not seen that movie since the first time I've seen them. Is that like 12 o'clock boys or something? And you, the fact that you guys know it means you like the movie. Oh man, you, you'd have had to I, been there. I appreciate the movie for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I understood what the movie was going to be when I first watched it, and it did what I thought it was going to do. And, and let this be a lesson that anything and everything you ever make to me, can and will come back to try and kill you in this campaign later on down the road. I can't remember the context. I know we mentioned Biker Boys, but I don't remember the context. I, I, I'm trying to remember too. Uh, Wasn't it during one of the DMs? Yeah, yeah, Jazz busted out a clip at one point, and I'm like, well, let's, let's tuck that. Because I've had this, this fucking road encounter planned, like, okay, when they're going to the swamp, there's going to be biker lizard men that try and kill them, and the Jazz busted out with Biker Boys, and I went, nope. Done and done. <laughs> I, I have never heard mm. of this movie. Because they got sold. It's, it's fun. And they super fast. <laughs> and they, oh, and they super fast. <laughs> That's what the clip was. <laughs> I think it was before my time. Okay. It was. This yeah. is, you got to be around so, for right, B movies it, like this, right? So you uh, <laughs> you got a project for this weekend. That's your homework for this weekend. Uh, uh, right. I'm tickled. Eldrin, you are up. So I'm going to engage the Ogstar. So uh, you hit the uh, blue sapphire that's set into the roof of the Winnemajo in between the windscreens, and you hear a boom. Uh, what? What? Uh, what? Oh, 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 uh, this is Ogstar. How can I help you? They, they use it. They use the Ogstar. I got to say it. What can I do for you, sir? Uh, hey, Ogdom, we are in a bit of a pickle here. Oh, no. There is some bandits uh, attacking the Winnemajo right now and kind of got to fight them off. Is there anything you could tell me about uh, some features oh, that this car might have that could you help guys, us out? You really should have had me install some 
what? Yeah. 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 Let's learn for next time, I guess. Uh, Hindsight 2020. I will tell you, the, uh, the steering column is detachable. You can actually uh, lift that wheel up and carry it anywhere within the Winnemejo and still steer. Now, obviously, it would be hard to steer from the back of the vehicle, but if you were to climb up on the roof through the hatch, you could mount it on top and then steer from the top of the vehicle and then be able to see. You just That would give you full access to your environment. It would also make you a target, but it, that might, might free up some options. Other than that, uh, the rear door can be opened while in transit, giving you a wider targeting options. If you didn't want to be on top of the window Joe, if you wanted to shoot out of the back of it, you could go that route. Uh, also, uh, are they on horseback? Uh, something like that. Uh, some sort of mechanical looking. Is it, po- is it ponies? Then? No. Are, they, are you being attacked by ponies? It's not ponies. I don't know what to call it. It's, it it's... sounds adorable. Terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, are they... Are they no, no, they're not quite. They're, I mean, they look kind of like horses, but they're not made out of horse. They're like metal. They're metal horses. Oh, oh! So someone has crafted a personal, uh, uh, mechanical uh, moving cycle. Yeah, fascinating. You can hear him scratching. Like very much, he's probably going to try and build one of these over the weekend. <laughs> well, uh, now that you've given him an, an idea, he goes. Can I, uh, is there anything else I can help you with? Do do we have to be worried about the power source uh, at all? Well, well, yes. If the, if the power source takes extreme damage, we talked about what could happen if it was breached. So okay. that would be the downside of having the back portion open. Thought so. Yeah, yeah. Can everyone hear Ognum? Yeah, it echoes throughout the entire <laughs> the entire thing. Did he ask if it's riding? If they're riding a sitar? A uh, sit? A uh, what? Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they're not all winners, and nor are they supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we have any other questions. There's nothing else you think that could help us uh, win against these bad guys. Does the Winner Major have autopilot? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, is there? Uh, unfortunately, no. It does. It does not have autopilot. You can lock the steering so it goes in a straight line. It will. It will do that. But if there was any kind of turn yeah. or uh, anything like that coming up, you could. So functionally, that what that would do is you've got a series of forks. If you would want to lock the steering so that it would be just going in a straight line, Eldrin, you could position it to go all of one direction or all of the other, but there could be consequences to doing that. All right. Well, I think that's it for now. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you soon, Agnum. Fantastic. If you would please hold on the line, there will be a short survey after this uh, to... Yeah, no, click. <laughs> <laughs> to talk to Click, does he understand that's not how that works? <laughs> <laughs> Would someone please tell God to read the manual? I, I wrote the manual for a reason. Is he still talking? Ognum, <laughs> did you click him? <laughs> Ognum, I'll, I'll fill out your survey. Uh, yeah, uh, we're losing you, Ognum. I don't know what's going on. I, I just, I pressed the button again. <laughs> Battle noises. <laughs> You hear the boom, bu- the buzz off. All right, so <laughs> I will let you do kind of a, a object interaction and movement. Eldrin, if you want to move the steering column up to the roof, I will let you go ahead and do that at this point. Or if you want to move the steering column anywhere else in the or if you just want to keep keep on keeping on with where you're at. I'm going to ask Todd, what do you think? Like, do you want to be inside or do you want to be... You, you've got to make this decision here. Right. Like, there's not enough to engage in conversation this way. You guys are in initiative now. Well, I'm going to say let's... 
let's move it on top. I think that's probably the best. Get someone else. Okay. So you were able to pop open the hatch, kind of clamber up and position the steering column at the front portion, and you are going to be on the roof. And the Winnemajo can now be steered from both the roof. Because remember, there's a second wheel in the pilot's compartment. Now it can be steered from the roof and from inside. Mm. And then that will bring us to, Todd, your turn. You wake up to the sounds of loud mechanical rumblings. Huh? <laughs> a, a particularly helpful Ognum, I might add, who there will be a conversation about that survey later. <laughs> and a rather rowdy situation. What you doing? I am going to the, the captain's chair to take over st- steering. Okay, so you go up to the front of the Winnemajo and the one of the steering columns is gone and the hatch going up is open. Uh, but there's still the other one that I can control, right? Correct. Okay, I'm just going to just from the seat. Well, so could I roll down the window and fire my crossbow with one hand? Yeah, it's a hand crossbow. I'll let you. I just need somebody to take responsibility for making the decision. I will take responsibility for the, the decisions. Is there anything else that you want to do this round? Uh, I would like to, ro- I guess, it would it be readying an action to roll down my window? No, you can roll down your window and take a shot at Choo Choo to the right. You're only going to be able to get a shot if one is right directly to the right of the window. You might be able to get one that's slightly to the right hand side in front. What's the distance on it? Both of those guys are in your range. What's the range on your hand crossbow? How do I know my range? Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's, if only there was a manual. If someone would please oh, tell I, Todd. Uh, uh, gotta go look it up. Okay. If only if only you look at the settings on whatever you're trying to throw. Crossbow range D and five E. Wanna say it's a hundred feet. Well dude, it's on your character sheet. You can shoot them. Yeah, it's on your character. That's what I'm saying. Go in the settings on your character sheet. You can shoot them. Choo choo and kid are 20 one's 20 feet to the right of you directly opposite you the other one is 20 feet slightly in front of you i want the one to the right of me I'm- that would be true are you shooting at the bike or are you trying to shoot at the lizard person i'm shooting at the lizard person roll to hit 16 is a 16 hit I, I believe that they have a little bit of partial cover from the bone canopy the, the bike itself wouldn't have partial cover right no i follow your logic on that Grant's half cover. Yep. So it just changes their AC. It makes it higher. It's like a plus two to AC. We did turn on the the telepathy link, right? The tetrahedron. <laughs> I will give you that. You guys turned on the tetrahedron. I think Eldrin mentioned it. Now you and you and Todd didn't discuss that Todd was going to start driving. Yeah. That conversation didn't happen. So there's going to be a little bit of an insight roll next round to see. Make sure you guys steer the same direction because if not, this is going to get real fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. Half cover is plus two bonus to AC and dexterity saving throws. So I'm going to give him that plus two bonus because the vehicle is is actually harder to hit because it's tougher than the lizard guy on the back. What'd you roll, Todd? A 16? 16. AC 17. So no, Todd, you, you fire off, but you've never fired from a moving vehicle before. So it just kind of <laughs> off into the swamp. Right. And then that brings us to... Todd, what is your dexterity? Seven. What? What? No, oh, seven. Seven throw. Sorry. 18. Four plus... Yeah, it says... Your deck series 18? Oh, you rolled like crazy on that. He, he doesn't have his proficiency on that crossbow. Why? Oh. It only gave him a plus four. That's just, that's straight decks. That's literally just, yeah, his decks. It says plus one strength, yeah. plus three proficiency. It's it's rolling strength. because oh, he's got strength for his crossbow. That's yeah. why. Hold on. I, I can fix it real quick if I still got access to his character sheet. What? I don't, I'm, I don't understand what y'all are saying. You're getting the wrong bonus on your crossbow. That should be a 19, not a 16. That'll hit. Roll damage, Todd. Oh, thank you, sir. 
<laughs> Saved your ass. You're welcome. Saved all our ass. That didn't look right. I was like four on a crossbow for a rogue. <laughs> Eight. Eight damage. One d six plus four. God damn! All right, you roll down your window. <laughs> level your crossbow at this guy and thunk, and you tag Choo Choo pretty solidly in the shoulder. It looks over and hisses at you and then keeps driving. That brings us to Moyle, you're up. So is the back door open? Nobody's okay. opened it yet. Uh, There's a lever that you can go back in there and flip it and it'll open up. Now, when it opens up, like it opens both uh, vertically, both directions. So like there's a, like it splits in two and there's like a ramp that lowers down that'll be scraping a little bit on the ground as you guys are driving. And then, and then a hatch half that opens up. So it's got kind of a seam in the middle. Does it have to open fully or can it open partially? No, there's no partial open. It's just all the way open or all the way shut. Although that's a feature that you could always ask Ognum to add. <laughs> are there any windows by me? No, there's no windows in the in the Winnemajo, just in the front portion of it. The sides of it are all kind of a big solid, big solid. So you've got you've got the two doors on the front, a smaller door that leads into the pilot's cabin, the larger passenger door, and then the big hatch on the back. But there are there are no windows other than the ones out front. Um, okay, so I will I'll go up the hat. So you're gonna pop open the hatch and then try and climb up the side of the window major, or you want to go? Oh, you can't! You can't just jump straight up into the like a, on a school bus. I thought it was a top hatch, like on a school bus. The gate at the back isn't a top hatch. The one up by Eldrin is a top hatch. So if you want to move to the front of the Winnemajo, climb up, and then move, to, that's fine. You're just using, it's just going to require a little bit more movement to go up to the front of the Winnemajo, climb up using that hatch, and then walk around to the back. Or you can pop open the gate at the back and then try and climb up the side of the Winnemajo, but that's going to take a athletics roll to do that. Okay, let's do that. I will pop open the hatch, the gate, back gate. The back gate swings open. It starts to grind and bark a little bit. And then you're going to reach around to the side and shimmy your way up to the top. Yeah. All right, give me an athletics roll. Athletics or acrobatic? It's climbing. It's just straight up gripping like a mother and, you know, by godding your way up there, there are some good footholds. So I'm going to say athletics. All right, that's a solid nine. Okay, now give me a dexterity saving throw because a nine's not going to do it. And uh, a 16. Moyle, you start to climb up the back of the Winnemajo and you're, you just, you lose your grip. Your fingertips still a little bit slit from the shaft wax from before. You slide down, hit the ramp, start to slide off the back of the ramp out of the back of the Winnemajo, but are able to grasp on at the last second and are now hanging on to the lower ramp at the edge of the Winnemajo, the toes of your boots skipping against the highway as you guys drive at full speed. That's going to be your turn. Well, that doesn't certainly sound good for Moyle. I really wonder how that's going to turn out. And I really wonder how many times... I'm going to get to use that same outro, intro, mid-tro, to our announcements. Announcements this episode. So, Harlan continues to pop up as a guest on the Pop-Up Filmcast, and over at Three Angry Gamers, Jamie is serving up all the video game news you could ever need, so be sure to check them out over there. 
We're streaming over on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. We've moved it over to Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. Central. This week is the premiere of our Parties of Five content, where the crew will be showcasing D&D 5th edition characters they created that were inspired by another Party of Five, in this case, the Teen Titans. Later this month, we'll be premiering Roleplay vs. Roleplay, a character creation show where characters are either created from a min-max statistical standpoint or from a storytelling objective and then shared and compared on the show. And finally, we'll be rounding the month out with Guest Quest, where we sit down and talk to other creators in the tabletop role-playing space or creators who aren't in the tabletop role-playing space but feel that their project was influenced by their time playing tabletop role-playing games. Be sure to follow us on social media at GMDLcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram so you get notifications of when we're going live. And while you're at it, since you're out in the internets, crawling through tubes, clicking on things, head over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment to rate review and subscribe i know this is something every podcast asks for but it really does help out a show's visibility and growth 40 percent of podcast consumers find a new podcast through the feed on their player or podcatcher and your feedback is what drives those feeds and hey the third of you that are apple podcast listeners Exercise those review privileges. Tell us who your favorite party member is. Tell us who your least favorite party member is. Please tell us who your least favorite party member is. Protest or validate Todd's lack of MVPs. We want to hear from you. Okay, that will do it for these announcements. Back to the show. Fate, you're up. Fate, not knowing what the hell's going on because can't see anything outside, but is immediately terrified, nevertheless. When Moyle opens up the back hatch, you hear a and then the noise gets even louder. You can hear kind of the rush of wind, especially now that Todd's got a window rolled down at the front and you've got that full breeze blowing out the back. I imagine Fate's papers kind of bustled up in the air and are now flapping around the cabin. Right. Moyle, while hanging on the edge, you see your fucking hash go sliding past you out the back onto the road behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Things are dire. Go ahead, Fate. All right. Fate glances out back, immediately sees all of that, gets even more scared than he assumed he needed to be, and runs up to the front. Uh, gentlemen, I, I'd like to take the wheel. What? I, I think, Todd, I think you would be better in this situation than I would. Let me, uh, let me handle the wheel's driving. Why can't you shoot fireballs from the, from the roof? Why, why, why do I have to? I can't do anything. I, I don't have an, a quiver that's unlimited. Because, of course, your reaction to this situation is fire girl. I'm sorry. Please proceed. Please proceed. <laughs> I don't believe I'll be able to stand on the roof and stay there safely. Then open up the back door. The back door is open. And, and as he says that, Todd, you glance onto the console and you can see the little back hatch open. <laughs> and it appears that like there, a little icon has been added to it to represent somebody hanging from the back hatch. It is magical after all. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, let me drive. I, I, <laughs> all right. Well, I tried. Uh, well, good luck to us all. Uh, I pretty much used up all my movement trying to come up to the front, didn't I? No, it's, it's only 15 feet. Okay. Uh, okay. You could still climb up the hatch. You would be stuck kind of on the front. Then, yeah, I'll climb up to the top then. Okay. Since Todd doesn't want to give up the steering wheel. Now up top here with Eldrin. I am not going to stand completely. I'm going to try and like stay like hunkered down to give myself better balance. And um, we're going to we're going to. Throw, toss a firebolt to the uh, to the nearest uh, lizard man to our side. 
you're surrounded by six. There's Choo Choo that Todd shot it. That Todd stuck a crossbow bolt into you. That would be the the one that would be directly in your line of sight. Then that, that, yeah, that's exactly where I'm going. Firebolt and Choo Choo. All right, roll it. Pew pew pew. Is that, is that what his firebolt sounds like? Yes. Pew pew pew. <laughs> well, fourteen. Fourteen. That will not hit. Your fireball impacts harmlessly onto the side of the vehicle. Makes sense. Turn. All right. <laughs> You're not used to shooting a target because you guys are going fast. I mean, you guys are at mm-hmm. the top cruising speed of the Winamajo. You can slow down if you want. I'm not penalizing you for it. The biggest threat about the speed that you're moving at now is if you, you fall. Baba, that's you. Moyle is dangling from the back of the vehicle right next to you. Uh, you can see a motorcycle lizard person to the right of you, a motorcycle lizard person to the left of you, to the right motherland, to the left primo, and then a group of vehicles behind you. I can see the one that are directly to the north and south of the of the vehicle. Yeah, they're a little bit behind. So yeah, you've got you've got line of sight on them. And the ones that are directly behind us. Mm-hmm. Is that four people on one vehicle I'm seeing? So there's two dune buggy-esque sized vehicles with knives or like these giant blades kind of sticking out the front. I mean, it's a combination of beaten jagged metal and what looks like fucking elephant tusks and bone gnashing blades. There's two of those. And yeah, there's two little guys hanging on the back of it so that there's four figures, but two of them are inside driving. And then uh, there's two guys, though, actually clinging to the side of it that look like they're ready to jump onto or into your vehicle if they get close enough. So the guys who look like they would jump on, I want to shoot one of them with my longbow. I rolled it. 26 on the roll. Oh yeah, that will absolutely hit. And 11 on the damage. Okay, so I'm sorry, you can see a third guy who appears to be sitting in some kind of modified ballista. Do you want to try and shoot at him or are you shooting at the guys hanging on the side? The guy in the in the harpoon flinger does have three quarters cover. The guys hanging on the side do not. I'm sorry, half cover for the harpoon flinger. Uh, the guys on the side do not. I'll shoot the guys on the side first. So 26 will absolutely hit. 11 damage. All right, you zing an arrow back. It seems to accelerate a little bit at the speed that you're going. Go ahead and give me an extra D4 damage just because you're firing the arrow at the back of a moving vehicle into an oncoming vehicle. It hits with a little bit of extra oomph. That'll work for an extra one point of damage. All right, so 12 points as you sink an arrow into this lizard person's thigh. All right, and we'll take our second attack at the same person. Mm-hmm. And for a nine. The one to the north or the one to the south? North. It was the north one. One that's kind of straight ahead for me. Uh, your nine will clatter harmlessly off of his shield. Okay, okay. So Moyle's on the outside of the vehicle now. He's effectively like right there hanging on, because like, it's not a huge ramp that opens up. So the, the height of the like body of the Winamajo, it's got like a 10 foot, uh, 10 foot ceiling, right? So that gate would be then like a five foot ramp that lowers down and like a five foot hatch that flips up. And Moyle is hanging, is like a foot of him is hanging off the back of that, that ramp going down. So he's, he's right there still on the vehicle, just a little bit, a little bit. Further. Okay, I'll stay where I'm at. That brings us to the medium guys. They are all going to gain a little bit of ground and gain a little bit of ground because they are faster. So the two dune bug, knifey dune buggy guys look like they start to catch up a little bit. And that will bring, that will bring them in range harpoon wise. And two of them, are, they're going to fire off harpoon. Harpoons, one at Baba and one at Moyle. Moyle, you're going to have cover because you are prone. Baba does a 10 hit. It does not. So a harpoon sails wide of the Winamajo. Oh, God, a seven. 
Moyle, a harpoon ricochets and skips across the highway behind you, but still stops short of your feet. And that's going to bring us back around to the top of the order. Real quick, Eldrin and Todd, give me an insight check. Oh, shit. Insight's not my thing. Insight is... Ooh. Ooh, crit. Crit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, what did Todd get? A zero. <laughs> a six. No, he got a six. Never mind. Your zero is your bonus. It's I thought for a zero I saw, I saw on the dice. Zero. I was like, oh. He got a, a zero <laughs> on a D20. <laughs> Eldrin, you get the feel that this is the kind of the situation that Todd would think he's best suited to handle. So you can kind of guess that he might have moved up and taken the wheel since he didn't come up to the roof. And since you saw a hand crossbow bolt fling out the co-pilot side window of the Winnemajo, so you know not to try and make this turn because as you guys are barreling down this highway at high speed we talked about the the highway made a series of forks and interchanges as it split up into some fuel depot areas some way stations and some interchanges as you guys appear to be coming up onto an intersection so todd as the driver i need you to pick a left or right fork for me left is the best we're going left that was the correct decision. The road veers off to the left. You steer the Winnemajo over to the left. As you go by, you can kind of see down a little bit into the underpass where you would have gone had you gone the right way. And there are four lizard people kind of clutched up underneath the overpass who would have dropped down onto the Winnemajo had you gone that direction. Jesus. First choice was correct. That brings us to the big guy's turn. You guys didn't have anything happen that slowed you down. So you guys get a break. The motorcycles didn't do anything that first round other than pop a few wheelies and do a few stunts. <laughs> the uh, big guy is not able to gain on you. And that brings us to Eldrin's turn. Okay, let's see. So for this first medium-sized guy. So there's the two kind of toothy dune buggy looking things behind you. Yeah, the dune buggy thing like... How many people are on that dune buggy? Well, you can see two clinging to the side, one of which has a one of Baba's arrows sticking out of it. You immediately recognize the fletching because you're a fucking arrow nerd. And one of them sitting in a harpoon flinger towards the front. The two guys hanging on the side don't have any additional defensive benefits from the dune buggy vehicle, but the arrow flinger does seem to be like a, behind a little shield like you would see, expect to see in a... A vehicle cobbled together by the water pirates in Waterworld. I would like to use Hail of Thorns with my bonus action. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to upcast that to a second level, if possible. I think I can, right? It says at higher levels, uh, if you cast a spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, the damage increases by 1d10 for each slot level. Nice. Then yes, you absolutely can do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm going to cast Hail of Thorns. Walk me through what Hail of Thorns does again. The next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before the spell ends, which its duration is one minute concentration. Okay. So the next time I hit a creature before the spell ends, the spell creates a rain of thorns that sprouts from your ranged weapon or ammunition. In addition to the normal effect of the attack, the target of the attack and each creature within five feet of it must make a dexterity saving throw. Creature takes 1d10 damage and then it'll take a second 1d10 because I upcast it. How big is the area of effect? It's within five feet of the creature I hit. So if you're shooting at the guy Baba shot, that'll get him, the vehicle, and the guy across from him. Yep. If you're shooting at the harpoon guy, that'll get the harpoon guy, the vehicle, and the guy behind him. But the guy... So you can't get both guys hanging on the side and the harpoon guy. You gotta, you gotta pick which one you're firing. The fourth lizard man that I've got associated with the vehicle is inside it. Gotcha. 
But you know what? I don't think he has full cover. I think he'll still be su subject to the spell. So yeah, just you can get three out of four. All right. Just tell me which three you want to try and get. I'll go for the one that Baba was hitting, so since it's already taking some damage. Okay, roll to hit. Majestic as shit. And I rolled a... 23. 23. Is that a crit? No. No. Damn it. I saw the crit on the inside. I got excited. That's a hit. So I aim towards the sky, draw my bow back, and fire an arrow into the air, and then it kind of like splits off into a bunch of shards of arrows that are all raining down. This vehicle is pelted with your hail of thorny arrows. You can see the driver of the guy because he is a little bit partially exposed. Look up and see this hail of thorns coming down at him and start to juke the wheel a little bit left and right, which is going to give him and the vehicle advantage on the, the saving throw and the harpoon flinger advantage on the saving throw. The guys on the back will have to do a dexterity save, though, to stay hung on, though. So let's do this first. We're going to roll the dexterity saving throw. What's your DC? Uh, spell save DC is 14. Okay, so the so first let's do this. Go ahead and roll damage for me on the guy that you hit. Eleven, and then add a d four for the again the acceleration of you firing back at this guy. Yeah, that guy not looking so hot. Kid Chaos is feeling the pain. Then we're gonna do saving throws for the vehicle. Still with advantage, fail on the vehicle. Also a fail with advantage for the spear thrower, and then the. Good God, both <laughs> of the guys on the back failed their dexterity checks to hang on. So go ahead and roll 2d10 damage for the driver of the vehicle and for the spear flinger. Does the, the, the person you hit take d10? It says, in addition to the normal effect yes. of the attack, the target takes right, the damage, so yeah. The thorny arrow rolls out, it just straight up red mists. The kid chaos. Like he, like he was already hurting and it just poof, he disappears. You see the blood spray float back, hit the windshield of the big thing with the claw hand. Windshield wipers come on. Kid chaos, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> Queenie, as Tina swerves the vehicle around to stay on the road, loses her grip and falls down and then is unfortunately run over by the second, by the second vehicle which takes, oh, good God, is going to take... The vehicle's taking damage? No, Queenie fell off the oh. back and is getting run over getting by run the over. other one. Oh, my God. 14 points of damage. So you just see it go, you see that go, boom, 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 and you see her get run over by the second dune buggy, <laughs> and then she survives. Like, she's stoked. Like, oh, my God, I made it! I made it! And she stands up just as you see the giant classing jaws of the big boy come down and just chew her up like gum in a kid's mouth before eventually dribbling out the bottom of the jaws. So, yeah, those two are gone. The driver and the spear flinger are hurt but are still going strong. All right. I'm going to use my second attack to... Oh my God, that was only your first attack. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a horrible fucking shit show. Okay. All right. You go, go right ahead. I'm going to use my second attack to attack the spear flinger. I know. They do have three quarter cover, so they're going to be a little bit harder to hit. Are they? So what the driver ha what does the driver have? Oh, no. I'm sorry. The driver's got three quarter cover. The spear flinger's got half cover. Half cover. Okay. That's cool. Uh, yeah, spear flinger is what I want. Ooh, a 13. Oh, it's a rare shit roll. 13 is not going to do it. And with my third roll, no. yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> when I get haste. <laughs> you see your arrow stick into the windshield in front of the spear flinger, and you see him reach around and kind of pick it out and throw it down. 
but they are A-OK. Is that your your turn pretty much? Yeah. That brings us to Todd. All right. So can I jerk the wheel to the left and get the people like a left of the vehicle using the Winter Majo as a weapon? Mm-hmm. Can I kind of like barrel into the, the people to the left of to us? To the left of you. Yes. All right. So here's what you can do. You can swerve to the left and try and clip the two lizards that are hanging over to the left of you. I am going to make you do an attack roll just to actually, you know, you don't have a vehicle proficiency. So if you want to do just a flat dexterity what, check. What about performance? Nah, I don't think it's performance. <laughs> slide of, slide of no. hand? I mean, he's steering with his nah, hand. I, if you, Survival? Let's do this. Let's do a... Oh, Arcana? No, quit shouting checks. <laughs> I haven't spoken in a while. Do an, animal handling check? Let's just do a flat wisdom check. Let's do this. because it's, 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 it's <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's why I like to say because I, I I like wisdom because it's not it's not a straight dexterity check. There's some spatial awareness that has to happen here. You know, if it was a horse, it would be an animal handling check. You don't have a vehicle proficiency, so I mean, it could be dexterity, it could be wisdom. Athletics. They say they say uh, race car driving is a sport. I was gonna say an athletic. I'm I'm going to with one hand flip the vehicle over while trying to shoot with the other hand out the window. All right, so then I, I'll give it to you this because there's really serious consequences if you fuck it up. Make it a dex check. Make it a dex check. Uh. <laughs> Oof. Okay. So you swerve over the two motorcycles. Dog seems to push a button on something and he accelerates a little bit using the juke maneuver. So he makes his saving throw and gets out of the way. And But that's going to put him out in front of the vehicle. And then Motherland, let's see if Motherland makes his dexterity check. Move, Motherland! Oh, wait. Motherland has advantage because he's using the juke maneuver. Oh, but Motherland still fails. Pops a wheelie, gets too focused on stunting, (laughs) and gets clipped by the Winamajo. Let me give you your trample damage on this thing. Roll 4d10 damage. Oh, shit. 14. Oh, 14. Not a good roll. (laughs) 14. Wow. 4d10, you come up with 14. All right, so he wobbles a little bit, but doesn't lay the bike out and doesn't seem to have any real issues. You scrape him up against the guardrail a little bit, or this this little stony wall that lines the edge of the highway. Um, and it hurts, and he drops back behind the Winamajo, but is still, still kicking. But I am also going to need Moyle and Eldrin to give me DC 10 dexterity saving throws. Todd didn't screw it up too bad, but there wasn't any, hey, here we go. Like, there was no communication that this was coming. Todd just veers over to the left. That's my bad, guys. I should have given a heads up. It's okay. I need to roll a three here, I think. <laughs> I think I just need to roll a three. I'm going to be really pissed if it Oh, crit. crit. <laughs> he backflips on top Ooh. of the vehicle in the, in the fighting position. <laughs> Eldrin, you uh, totally Teen Wolf fucking <laughs> car surfing pose at the top of this thing. And take a moment, your hair billows out behind you. And you hear one, you hear Choo Choo, the lizard man, go, Bro, majestic. <laughs> <laughs> Moyle, give me your roll. Of what? A dexterity saving throw to hang on to the gate as Todd swerves the vehicle around. You got to beat a 10. Oh, yes. 15. Oh, yes. Good job. <laughs> Moyle is able to hold on, thus preventing himself from being run over by two fucking vehicles. <laughs> Do I get another attack, though? No, that's your round, bro. Oh. Just to jerk the wheel? <laughs> that was an attack. It was an action. Wait one sec. 
out of out of me being fair, I was also on top of the bus. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Then give me a dexterity saving throw, fate. Thank you for pointing that out. He wants to die. He wants to get trampled. He just wants to roll some more dice. Let's edit this out if he does it's it. It's just a ten. He was laying down though, wasn't he prone or something? Like Chaz just wants to include himself with some more dice rolling. I did. I did say yeah. I, I advantage. The good news is, so Moyle is at the back hanging on to a gate. If Moyle fails a saving throw to hang on, he's in the road. Fate, there will be some some danger, but it's not as much of an insta-death situation as it possibly would be for Moyle. <laughs> also, what, what save am I making? You got to beat a DC 10 dexterity save. Dex save. Let's go. You got this. Uh, oh, 19. All right. All right. Yeah. All, right. all right. Fate is able to wrap his arms through the uh, luggage <laughs> railing at the top of the Winnemajo and hold on his robes really flapping open somewhat <laughs> oddly. Like when you're driving like a motorcycle or something and you don't have like the right gear on and your shirt kind of billows out makes you look like like you're wearing one of those giant puffy shirts or, or sumo suits. <laughs> That's what fate kind of looks like right now. So Noah. I'm Missy Elliott. Yeah, exactly. The Missy Elliott kind of inflatable cousin. Got some really strong Greg going. <laughs> All right, guys, that's where we're going to stick a pin in this combat. Uh, this is a kind of a larger one, so that's where we're going to call it for the night as you guys are beset by the Lizard Boys and their crew trying to run you off the road and take your loot. All right, well, that's one vehicular disaster averted. Let's see what we can dial up for the next episode. It's that time where we thank our Patreon supporters and show off what they get for supporting the Party of Five. So, thank you to Dreken and Brian. Moyle raises a mug in your honor. Yogan, Hogan, Jogan, one of these days you... Please tell me what's right. Please, somebody. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Eldrin gets you all three, but I really would like to know. Thank you to our pal Schist Kicker, who understands that while friendship is magic, it's not as magic as one of Fate's fireballs. MRJ, a member of Baba's inner circle, who even he would support to be Oba, and to current Alpha patron Lee, Shadowrunner, and all-around RPG supporter over at Carbaro ARPG on Facebook, thank you. We appreciate you guys going the extra mile to help support the Party of Five and the stories that we're trying to bring you in as ridiculous a fashion as possible. So, what do these fine, and we do mean fine, group of individuals get for their support? Access to special video content like Challenge of the Challenge Ratings, a PvE survival slog where we see who can last the longest against an onslaught of increasingly deadly creatures. The Hunter's Party, a supernatural rewatch show with a D&D homebrew twist. These guys also get extra world lore, episode outtakes, the MVP after show, swag, and even a chance to play with some of the Party of Five. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash GMDLcast for more details. But hey, things are crazy and they're getting crazy again. So we understand if you can't support financially right now, but you can still help out the party of five. Tell somebody about the show. Share it on social media. Post it up on Facebook. Give us one of those reviews we talked about earlier. Word of mouth is a huge part of the growth of a new show. Nearly one in five listeners start a new podcast based off of the recommendation of a friend, relative, or coworker. One in five. I mean, taking that away would be like losing one of the party of five, like fate. And then who would we have to try and wrest control of our moving vehicle away from us during a crisis situation? 
So spread the word. We sincerely appreciate you helping to get the word out. That's going to do it for this one. Thanks again. Please be safe and hope you enjoyed the show.